For those of you who are joining us online, welcome. This is our last Friday of Zoe month. I, I hope you have taken something that you will not need to be repeated. You know, when you discover that you are a spirit being and that forms the basis of who you are, okay, that shifts the trajectory of how you pursue things in life. Because at that particular point, you begin to know that everything that has no spirit or anything that I go through or I encounter has an ability to make me forget who I am. Okay? And... Uh, you know, yesterday I was preaching for Bishop Lee. And I started preaching what I'll be, will be doing in another month, maybe the month of March. But what, what matters the most is that many of us think that the spirit is something that you pursue, you stimulate, like it's something, but, but your thoughts and your emotions are what you truly are. But those are not what you truly are. Those, are. those actually can be prisons. Hello? They can be prisons to what and who you truly are because your thoughts and feelings came after your spirit. Because, so your spirit did not come from your thoughts. And now you, most of us are, are, are bound to assume that they, are, they came from the same place. And why is that in relation to wisdom, wonders, and wealth? Because they come to create uh, a sense of givenness whenever something happens or something is desired. And that is what we want to look at. Uh, I'm doing the last of the aromas and maybe if God enables us, we will come back to do it. If God does not enable us, maybe we'll settle down this year and thoroughly begin to write for the body of Christ. Amen? Amen? To write for the body of Christ because we are, we are reading everything. We are reading Ferrari. We are reading Sijuinini. And then when somebody writes for the body of Christ, we feel like, ah, that's for juveniles. Hello? And that is why everything we are doing has become mechanical. That two people can fall in love without mechanics. But to stay in love, they need a marriage group, prayer group, work group, what group, accountability group, that it has to be mechanized. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Everything has, has a machine. Okay, you, you, you've lost a loved one. There is this mechanized process you have to, there are four stages of grief. The stage one is, 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 is denial. Then, then stage two is withdrawal. Then, and, 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 and these things feel like they are, and I'm not saying they are bad, but knowledge can be a God by itself. And knowledge can rob you. The, Paul says this, that our faith should not lie on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. And some of the wisdoms we adopt robbers of the power of God that we should be experiencing. That is why if one of us enters into something, we believe that they should grieve for 10 months. Why? That is the wisdom of men. 
Because a man sat somewhere and wrote something and he came up with that conclusion and we believe that conclusion. I have to go through that process. So, and some of you have got people who come and tell you, now you are at stage three. It never goes away. You know the book says you are supposed to go up to stage eight. Come on. Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 15. We were looking at the life of Abraham and we started from Genesis chapter number 1. There it is. That your faith should not. Take me back to 1 Corinthians. That your faith should not. Should not. Should not. I'm telling you, faith needs a basis to rest. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So it is possible that you can lose your child and come lead worship and move on. And you can, you can lose your job and come. And because it's, uh, this is stage one, this is, but that your faith should not. And that is what we are called to demonstrate. Come on. Can, can, I, can I tell you that some of us, okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15 says, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and amongst those who are perishing. The next verse says what? To the one, to, to the one we are the aroma of death leading to death. To the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? Wow. So we are not as many peddling the word of God, but of sincerity. But from God we speak. But as from God we speak in the sight of God and in Christ. Hallelujah. 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 You see, what you have, we have learned and been exposed to the last two months or something has created something in you. An identity has been shaped in you. Now, when you go back outside there, that fragrance of Christ will create two diametrically opposed sentiments. To some, you will be umetupambao, leading to death. To others, you will be leading to life. But to God, we, when you carry that fragrance, that fragrance begins to trigger in people particular reactions. You see, there has never been somebody who had an experience and encounter with God and there was no demand for change. Any person who has met God has had to change. Has had to change. Hey, guys, even me, I have a phone. Amma? Or we can, can we all go to our phones then? And let's answer important things. Even as we, we, even me, I have a phone. 
so so that we we can we can finish the service you know the best things are the last things and those are the things that people miss ama ama niaje so the journey of Genesis chapter number 1 because any quality walks with God kills something and gives life to something because there is something in you that must die but it doesn't mean you don't you didn't love it but it is because it is occupying a station that if it was allowed and yielded to god it would yield more okay now in genesis we see three states of which things come right and we discover that even when it comes to wealth wealth also answers to those three things Am I talking to somebody here? And those three things, and that's why we've called these wisdom, wonders, and wealth. Those three things affect the output of a person and affects the engagement of that person. You see, we see that in Genesis that there, there is a level of prosperity that is determined by work. And that is manual. Hello? If you read the Proverbs, the Bible says the hands of the diligent lead to plenty. The Bible says in the field of the lazy, a lot of food is left. So we see that there is a station of wealth that can only be, that will require you to engage physically, manually, diligently to apply yourself to it. And that's a station. And that's a level of wealth. Now, uh, there's the second stage, uh, station of work or of wealth, which is mental. Hello? Which now, the Bible begins to talk about the inner attitudes of the worker. Hello? It begins to say things like the wise. Hello? Through wisdom, a house is built. Through understanding, it is established. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled. This speaks of the mental spheres of a person that have to be preoccupied with the right information, must be preoccupied with the right understandings so that that understanding and that information put together with their manual labor can produce much. Have you seen there are people who are good they are hard workers. Hello? But they are bad influence. I, I, I listened to a short clip of a man called Henry Ford. He got two people. They all had the same GPA. They were all geniuses. So he took them out for lunch. So at lunchtime, uh, after they ate lunch, he turned to one and said, you are hired and you are fired. Definitely the one who is fired always has something. Yeah? 
You know, many of you, when you see people's lives going haywire, you think, akianani, akianani. But definitely, those who are hired, they actually knew I would still, it's like there's a knowing they have. But the one who is fired always feels like a victim. So the guy who was fired developed the mental fortitude to go ask Henry Ford, why firest thou me and I am a genius like he? Because genius is common. Virtue is what is rare. Yeah? And, and Henry Ford said this. Number one, you, you added salt before tasting the food. That is a sign. You are a person who does not trust people. I like people who test things before they add things. You are a genius, but you just, imagine you are fired. Wewe nako kachumvikako. Sina kuambia ganyamaza. Wewe nako kachumvikako. Kachumvi. And this is Henry Ford. Now the salt ni how much? Ni five bob? Kachumvi. Number two, he told him, you are only interested in me. You are never polite to the waiter. You are never polite to any other person. You only respected me, and that told me, it's not me that you respected. You only respected me because you knew I could be able to do something for you. And that's why many of you people can tell you don't know how to love. You only love the need the person meets in you. Do you know if God removed needs from all of us today, some of us will not be here? If I came here with 10 million and I said, what's your DNA? And you just distribute and pay for everybody everything. You will be surprised how it is only need that has settled you here. And he told him, while your friend, he was respectful to the waiter. He was respectful to the man at the door. He was respectful to the driver. He was respectful to this person. And that shows that he has the emotional maturity to know that it is not in the hierarchy that respect is based. It is in the heart of a person. Check your life and see. When people walk with you, what do they become? People don't become your intentions. How many people say, I had good intentions, I was misunderstood? Then you need to overcome your intentions. I am a niaje. So first of all, wengine hata mgefika atu, because we are chumvik out. Everything you add, you add, you have not tested, but you, you add things. And, and guess what? What do, there is a level of life you get to that you are no longer promoted because of your ability to work, but your ability to organize thought. And it is a face of, it is a demand of the wealthy. Come on. Come on. Sinukweli. The Bible warns us more about women than about men. I don't know why, but maybe we will know why. And one of the things you will see is that there is a wisdom that is feminine. Those of us who are at the Malkia Summit, I know you forgot the 
the preaching, but there is a wisdom that is and, and Proverbs chapter 8 talking about this particular person is that in the process of engaging with that wisdom, kings become bread. I, Ama, it says that this, this person has successfully turned kings into models of bread. And so if you are not discerning and you don't fill your portals of understanding to know which wisdom am I operating, if the wisdom I'm operating is constantly moving me from king to bread, Ama, Sinasema Ivo, Proverbs chapter number three says that the same thing. Be careful. There is a, so the, it is not that all wisdom is to be celebrated. Like, like you can be saying very, very quotable things. It is not that all wisdom is to be celebrated. Because there is a wisdom that makes kings reign. And there is a wisdom that turns kings to bread. To morsels of bread. Come on. And because we, 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 we don't... Uh, we never really do a forensic audit of the wisdom we are operating. We just assume all wisdom is wisdom. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Am I talking to somebody here? There's a wisdom that makes people exceed money. They they operate beyond what money can buy. The wisdom that the Bible says, your value is more greater than riches. You know, many of us, riches is still the highest value in your life. But there is a place you get in life that you access a wisdom that is greater than riches, that you will hear that, uh, that, uh, that so, such and such a company wants to invest $2 billion, and you're thinking, what? That can end world hunger. Have you seen the budgets of SpaceX that they're trying to get us to the moon? Some of them can feed four countries. But they're operating a wisdom that is now greater. The greater. We don't have even desires of traveling to the moon, but somebody's just thinking, I can, and, and there is money to, he has mobilized funds that he can travel and get himself and get things to the uh, space shuttle because there, it's not by all wisdom that people reign. And that's why when you sit in a church like this, you have to be careful to sift through and know which wisdoms do I operate. Yeah. I, yeah. There is a wisdom that makes you witty and there's a wisdom that makes you darkened. And it's all wisdom. You cannot separate it. Come on. Am I boring you? So it is important for us to be able to analyze that. And that is why many of the people in life are miserable because of the wisdom they're not applying. Because the Bible says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. So if you are not happy yet in life, it's not that you don't have a life or a wife or a husband. You have not found wisdom. Wisdom has a way of happying your life. Is it happying your life? Yeah. My man does not make me happy. So you go look for another man. My wife does not make me happy. It is happy is the man who finds wisdom. Is that not Proverbs chapter number three? Happy is he who finds me. Hmm? 
kwani nime ama si ndio happy 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 is the man who finds wisdom wow many of us think of wisdom as something weak why why does wisdom make your life happy because you are able to escape unnecessary fights most of our energy is consumed solving things we should actually have avoided amaniaje so your life is happy because it has no clutter it has no drama aiya amanabo when your life is dramatic it is a sign the wisdom you are applying is not the wisdom it's not this one because this one brings people to riches now you have to know this when the bible is talking about the virtuous woman and the clamorous and cantankerous woman it is not talking about the female gender that munasema madem it is talking about the wisdoms because wisdom in the bible is likened to women and the way kuna kwa ganama mr chicks uko in the mix uko in love with two chicks now you which one to pick so confused because you don't want to lose one of them no more like attract so when the bible talks about the virtuous woman that is not you see women believe that the proverbs 31 that he's talking about a woman no 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 he's talking about the state of the church hi hello because when we made a male or female in the church when we function as we should the bible says the heart of god the vision of god safely lies in there and it says when we are in our rightful operation when we are in our rightful operation he is praised at the gates you see most women work so that they are praised unaona vile nimeosha kokamudi usikizi watu wanakaambia kanakaa kama golfer they're not doing it for him they are doing it so that if you are doing it for him you should disappear come on you see the holy spirit is so powerful yet invisible you you are powerless now a crowd the holy spirit is all powerful and invisible uh, Amaniaje? Amaniaje? So even when even 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 when a wife does something she's if if we did something saying how will this bring praise to my husband hey they will be very they ever like even marriage is a personal goal I'm at the age I should be married I should be having a child by now so you are just a donor I remember I was talking to somebody and I said you see not all men are fathers but all men can get children Now you can turn you can a man can give you a child but a man cannot necessarily be a father The government can recognize him as the father of that child but that child is not the child of that father Because fatherhood is something that comes from God Now when women are choosing they choose men they don't choose fathers 
So you'll find somebody who is good for you and irrelevant to your child. And then after some time, he will be relevant to you once you get a child because he's moving to the next. Come on. Ah, yeah. Proverbs chapter number five. Check this out. I have something to say even if you don't believe it. Proverbs says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. So how is this wisdom known? That you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. Verse 3 says, for the lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to hell, to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life. So it's a way of life. You ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable. I know her nonapenda. You don't know them. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from my words. So God is saying there is a wisdom that you need to, to operate in a world where people are taking from this type of wisdom. Hello? There are people who are naturally unstable. And it's a type of wisdom. And those unstable paths will lead to death and hell. Aya. Aya, Twendele. Verse 7. Remove your way from her and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one. What you are learning here, you see, the people that Munachatna, Munakatiana, after Memaliza service, they are not learning this. Where one month, Mekwapa, Kiekelua, Ash, Nyasha, anointing. Church 11, 10. But guess what? Because there is a wisdom in you that is not stable, you will give your honor to others. If you want to know church girls, before show me some of your exes. Some. So that you are not good enough. They always start by, I wasn't thinking straight. I was not in my right mind. I was not nini nini. I was young. It, it happened too fast. <laughs> and that's the time. Because you will, why should you give your ears to the cruel one? Because you are, you are and because you are not designing, and that is why there are people's works who don't produce for them because of this. They have not designed which wisdom are they employing in their life? Amaniaje. Number three, mystery. Mystery. There is a place where wisdom, there is the mystery of wealth. Jesus said in the book of Matthew 13 and Mark chapter 4, and to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And what he called the mysteries of the kingdom is the capacity to take words and for words to go and create things. He said some produce 30, others 60, others 100. It's a mystery. Now, there is a level that your life produces because you have understood a mystery in the kingdom. Come on. 
Now, a mystery is not an absurdity. Hello? A mystery is a necessary, vital component of life that is hidden to the open eye. Come on. Proverbs chapter 5. Listen to, I love this Proverbs. Uh, I love the Proverbs 5, the, the part that says chapter 10 and uh, up to 12. I'm up to 13. I love to tender koyo mwingine. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. Tunakuja kwa uyu. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of foreigners. Verse 11. Listen to this. And you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed. When verse 12, it ends by saying, And you say, How I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction. It started somewhere. Ama, it started somewhere. A time will come you will hate your life. And you'll not hate your life. It's because you will see people whom you used to see here in church. Some you used to call them ugly. Some you used to call them good for nothing. But they stayed on the path of instruction. And so in their formative years, they channeled those years and avoided this clamorous wisdom. Ama niaje. They found these voices of teachers and these teachers instructed them and their lives became smoother. Now, 10 years down the line, when your anger has gone down, your tears have gone down, now you will not be crying the pain of, I don't think I was being respected. Now you'll be crying the tears of, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. And if there are tears, I've always purposed in my life not to cry for the I wish I knew. I've written something because it came to me today. Those who are dying, the only thing they cry for was a chance. Take me back, give me a chance to do better. Now you can do better. You are not dying. It's not important. You want to do everything. Three, mystery. Matthew 13 says, they went and asked the teacher, teacher, what does this parable mean? And he told them, this parable means that if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand the others? And to those who are outside, he speaks to them in parables. But to you who are on the inside, he speaks to them plainly. So a mystery is what determines whether you are an outside or an inside. Come on. Because it is a vital truth. It is a vital truth. It says, because, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, because it has been given to you know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it has not been given. If you go to Luke, you will see the word that now God categorizes his people as insiders and outsiders. And that's why some people will come and say, God is speaking to me. They're not lying, but he's hearing third party outside. By the time you are applying, too late. It's no longer a mystery. no longer a mystery. While it was a mystery, it had its highest potency. It's like having the idea of Facebook before Facebook. It is still a mystery. It has to be explained. It has to be compounded. It is witty. It, it needs, so when you are an outsider, unless when you are the byproduct of the 
inside us. Where? There is a, a level of wealth that is controlled by mysteries. Come on. And now you have to choose if you want to be on the side of mysteries, you have to be on the inside. Mark chapter 4, it says, to those who are inside, he speaks to them plainly. But to those who are outside, he speaks to them in parables. And that's how you know whether you're an insider or an outsider. Because an insider, he'll speak to you plainly. But an outsider, he'll speak to you in parables. So it doesn't mean that it is a mystery. It is just because where you are positioned, he can't speak to you plainly. There. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. That's why for many of us, money is very complex, highly emotional, highly... It, it, it gives you a level of high blood pressure, low blood sugar, hypertension kind of a state. Because to you, you are an outsider in the world of the mystery around wealth. And so tonight, that is why I want us to move from being outsiders to being insiders. And that is why we are talking about aromas. Because when you are inside, it will be plain. But when you are outside, it's a mystery. Do you know, <laughs> uh, when Jesus told the disciples, you give them something to eat, and all they were holding was five loaves and two fish, because they were at that point outside, all they could see was five loaves and two fish. Cindy. When Jesus took them and blessed them and he gave it back to them, suddenly, what was five loaves and two fish? He just employed or deployed a mystery in the kingdom. And there was more than 12 baskets from the same five loaves and two fish. So your, 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 your financial future has been closed out because you are dealing with what you are seeing, material things. Come on. And because you are an outsider, all you have is all you have. Cindy. But when you have a mystery, all you have is more than enough. Because all you have is going to give you all that you need. Come on. Come on. Jesus just the same, same bread. They didn't even bring, they, he took that and he told them, you give them something. They said, master, we don't have money. You know, the way the economy of this country has been performing. You know, the way the month has been behaving. You know, the way Mwezi mekua kwa kona. So he told them, you give them something to eat. And when they are looking at it, they are thinking, dare we give this? We have nothing to, to ourselves. That's the mystery. Wow. If you're an outsider, you have to wait for somebody who has the mystery to bring it to you. But you can be an insider. Come on. You can choose whether to be an insider or an outsider. Wow. Am I making sense? One day, Elijah is surrounded by the armies of the Assyrians. 
and his servant comes in a very dramatic manner. Hey, man, say, you know the way sometimes uh, I, I think people send me messages, Nikon Atakagani break down. Oh, you know, this and this and this and this. And, and it's as if they come to him in a frenzy and they tell him, Elijah, <coughs> the armies of the Syrians have surrounded us. Elijah goes back to sleep. Think is Second Kings chapter six. Hmm? Just like Bishop, he goes back to sleep. Yeah. Oh, you know this and this has happened. This and this, and it's because many of us believe my reaction is going to give a solution. It's not your reaction. If you don't have it before the storm, you will not have it in the storm. Come on. If you didn't carry it when leaving home, you don't have it in your bag. So you can't start wanting to add faith in the midst of madness. If it was not in the bag as an important component, if wisdom was not in the bag as an important component, it cannot be the last minute known as I need the wisdom. So he goes and tells the guy, what? What do you mean? We can never be surrounded. And he's saying, no, we are surrounded left, right, and center. We are finished. All Elijah said, his father, just open up his eyes. Pekeake. Akumwekati na fungwa haya macho ya wezeku na toa macho ya duyo. You know, hii kutuwa macho ya duyo wako. Hey. And that is why many of us don't pray because many of us are not operating a mystery because you are an outsider. Kimeumana, you are an outsider. You are the one who Proverbs chapter 5 says, I did not heed the voice of my teachers. They could have brought you into a mystery. You know, you can, hard, you can work hard for long and get little. And you can operate one mystery and overtake those who have been working for years. Look at this. Elisha just prayed, Oh Lord, Rikobo Sokobo. No. Oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Roger Villanon gave him maybe Munafkiriasina anointing. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. So young people don't see. And that is how you measure people in their journeys of faith. Paul, the Bible says, I write unto you old men, I write unto you young men, because you are strong. But just because you are strong, you don't see. And when God matures you, he sharpens how you see. That's why many of you believe you are victims. movement, because Then the Lord opened his eyes and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You think you woke up alone because you are young. You can't see. 
you're running helter skelter because you are young. You can't see. You are easily anxious. You are young. You can't see. When you are able to see, you will you will just so when you see people sleeping when they are surrounded, don't call them foolish. There is a mystery. Aya, there is a mystery. Ama. There is a mystery that they know. And that mystery commandeers their life out of anything. And that is how we are able to become now wonders. Amaniaje. Amaniaje. One day people came and said, like Kunasema, Jesus, wine is finished. Jesus says, go pour water. Then he says, take the water and give it to the master. The mother told him, whatever he says unto you, do it. Because the mother was an insider. The mother has an inside intel. The mother knows very well this person. So whatever he says unto you, do it. But you are saying, no, let me first see the wine. Whatever he says unto you, do it. And that is why even in this season, God is saying things to people. But because God speaks in the language of mystery, and we are coming there, hello, you look at it and consider it and try to, to, to cascade it or downgrade it to the place of logic and thought and emotion, and you discover you are missing what God is saying because God is telling you, I am bigger than the pot that you are holding right now. Aya. Sindio? Sindio? There is never emptiness to a child of God. There is only blindness. Only blindness. What? Amen? 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 That is why when, when somebody buys something, our girls start laughing. <laughs> Somebody who is confirmed a fool suddenly becomes wise because he has a car. Because your inner systems have been paralyzed that you can never see a fool for a fool in a car without a car. Uh -huh. A job without a job. A title without a title. A fool is a fool. And the Bible says the companion of fools shall be destroyed. And I loved what Pastor Eugene, Prophet Eugene said, that foolish is not an, an insult or a description. It is a system. If he is that good, where are the other good people who he has built? The Bible says wisdom is proven by its fruits. Buying you lunch does not mean it's good. Where are the ones before? What is funny? Because we don't know the mystery. There is because when you operate a mystery, you are operating operating at a dimension that is above the dimension of time and space. That's the power of a mystery. Amen? Amen? Can I do what I came to do? I have like 20 minutes. Am I boring you? 
So Abraham, from the book of Genesis we discovered, it is the mysterious world that created the material world. Because God is called the mysterious one. So when we read Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It is the mysterious that made the material. It is not the material world that creates the mysterious world. God let there be. And God is not, the Bible calls God a spirit. God is not an object. But a spirit can create an object. An object can never create a spirit. And that is why the strategy of the enemy is to make you downplay spiritual things and value objects, houses, cars, money, so that you think that objects can create spiritual things. But as you begin to build your life, you will discover spiritual things can create objects. Do you know one day Paul was in a ship that was bound to sink and fail? And everybody was in that ship. They were professional. Acts chapter 28. They were professional. Chapter 27. They were professionals. And they entered into a storm. And Paul came and told them. Imagine Paul announcing. By the way, nobody is dying here. Eh? Uh -huh. You wonder, how did he know we are not dying? Every, the Bible says, and everybody was crying to his God. Paul akambia, uyo God munalilia. I stand before him. Nakawambia, one, there will be no loss of life, but there will be loss of goods. Guess what? This is Paul. I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of cargo, but also our lives. You only stage one. We only Paul a shower show. Vile misa zingine na kushowingi. Eh, hey, Morio, unaona bish, 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 ananishwa hivi ndo ani control. Oh, bish wants to be in my life because he doesn't have friends. You know, it, it, I was told that I do things for people because I don't, I don't, I, I, I am trying to buy friends. Hey! Yani munio kwangi kumbe beshte yangu? Sini kubai? Yani is it 25 years munio tumekwa tuki, tuki bayana? We've even, we, we shared a towel to get katakatikati nusu. Kume tunabayana. Ay! Ay! Hanya tukwagi, gabaya ni tunekwaga. Hey, dikasama, oh! Hacha pia minyo ne watu fanyana nini na mabeshte zao. I was shocked. I think when you have class, you suffer a lot. You suffer a lot. Watu ni masikini, waroo na akini. Yani anji sisi si mabeshte, utube kwa tuni kikubaye, yani nakubaye. Now, when we I Angie, hey, Angie, 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 hey, I did. Is that a bit too gabolski? I ask you, I told you so. <laughs> but the truth of the matter, this, how does he perceive? Where, where is he getting this information from? Anatoy information wapi. That is why when I come and tell you stop something, you don't don't try to say, oh, you know, Mimi, but, but, but. And that's why when, when, when Joshua lost the baby together with the wife, I called them one night and we had a conversation for one hour. From there, should they divert from what I told them? If Awasa comes, I should never be asked. Because I called them and I spoke to them and I told them, does that mean it is juicy? No. 
Everybody will come with their methods. Oh, you know me, me, when I went through this. Men, I perceive. This is a farumianza here, Maisha. You will end in disaster. And there will be much loss. Not only of the cargo and the, and the ship, but also our lives. Stage one. Stage two, Paul and Endelea. Let's read down. As Paul and Endelea, where is he getting this information? Mystery. 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 And it is an access to us as insiders. Because now Paul is an insider. He can even tell his safari. Hapana. He, he, ata before when the biashara, ushaskia loss, 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 loss. You know, some of us, when we love something, it blinds us. Especially in my child. Ukshano kidem. Woy. Uko cha cha pa ivi. Ukshano kidem. Niki preach we jioni unakamku counter preach. In the name of we are doing our thing. Wewe. Take my number. Take my number, please. Because you will discover love is not wisdom and wisdom is not love and wisdom is the principal thing. Take my number, please. You see, number yangu situpe. Actually, I want to buy another number and wapati yanke. Don't worry, pigia my stories na cheka usiku. Tell me more, tell me more. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things Paul was saying. I remember even when we were talking about persuasion, we talked about these things. That many of us, there's something, we are going to be in Asara, but there are helmsmen and owners who come up on a pikipiki, who come up on a pikipiki, number plate GKDJ1235N, JKP, number plate pikipiki. So, when you come up, you are the latest S class, and you are going to say, 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 you are going to Let me try another wisdom. Brethren, I perceive upon this journey, there will be much loss and a great disaster, not just to the cargo, but to lives. Oh, you know, but I'm this, I'm this. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised. Uh -huh, uh -huh, I talked with him, I told you, George. Majority will advise. Oh, Nikona, I have this counsel of mine. You are gonna I this idea sana sana when I was battling masturbation. This one I this idea. So take this number and go call him. They'll be able to help you. You know, when I lost my cat, I called him. He also helped me a lot. The majority advised. I, and guess what? Because our decision-making system, Nikamahi, let us see your life at the end. Verse 13. It says, when the south wind blew softly, strumming my pain with his fingers. <laughs> it just blew softly. Supposing they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, Vitumbaya ones are soft. Killing me softly. This man is so wretched, he doesn't wash his underwear. He does not wash his underwears. <laughs> It has a gadget softly. Ah, Supposing they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed. Verse 14. The south wind. But not long after. A mystery. 
kichwa ngumu akakuja after shabu do you accept this one to be your legal i do i do i do alivia be soft sasa hapo mbele unakutana na hiyo headwind sasa headwind is coming eh abaiti anaitwa nani huyo huyo headwind kwanza huyo lazima lazima mmoja tuolee huyu mtu anataka kaka kijana tuolee Euroclydon na kwaenda tu entertain Euroclydon <laughs> Euroclydon came so when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind we let her drive that's us now inajipeleka yenyewe and running under the shelter of an island called Clouda we secured the skiff with difficulty na bado hajatoshe when they taken aboard they took the other things fearless they should run aground on the skies they struck sail and so were driven all and because we were exceedingly tempestuous the next day they lighted the ship nini mefanya maisha yako kwa ngumu a mystery a mystery and you know many of you think that thinkers are superior you know back in the days sijui kama missionangi a lot of poems and love stories because my life has not been served that way you know it's here before kings went to war they looked for oracles they looked for people who could foretell like will it be fair for us will it be suitable for us to go will it be and 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 these things work ama there are things i want to say so staki kuweka time yangu hapo there are things i want to say so what happens here where are the aromas coming from you see an aroma in the book of genesis abraham built four altars and abraham had four encounters and four expressions of god and when god came to him he told him let go come out to a land that i will show you the first is genesis chapter number 12 there he called him elohim right jani don to genesis chapter number 14 after lot had separated from him he met a priest of melchizedek order and uh, there he met this priest and he gave him a tithe of all that he had and there uh Melchizedek is called the priest of the most high god that is El Elyon see Eliot Euraclidon he met there the second priest yeah are we together are we together Then in Genesis chapter number 17 God again appears to him. Mulisoma uh, Genesis. In Genesis chapter number 17 God now tells him walk before me and be he blameless for I will make you exceedingly fruitful and multiply. Here almighty God is I am this El Shaddai. Sindio. El Shaddai. I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. So we start seeing that There is now a word covenant that is coming into the picture before multiplication is exceeding. Ama 
to covenant is to cut in. I will make a covenant with you and you will become exceedingly multiplied. All this time, God has not made, when he called him, he promised him, Genesis chapter 13. And that is where God starts with us, with a promise. But as you linger and walk with him, the promise turns to a covenant. Because at this particular point, you have seen enough of me to now be confident enough to choose whether you want to take my way of life. Come on. You are not meandering. You are not shucking and jiving. You are on the it. You are, you are, now it has become a covenant between me because I believe that the multiplication of the people is from the covenant, the inner covenant, the sanctity they've given to how they will express love. Come on. Are we going somewhere? So we are seeing that there has now come a new demand. At first it was, I promise I'll bless you. I promise I'll multiply you. I promise I'll do this. But now that promise, it comes to Jehovah El Elyon, where he gives a tithe because he is a priest of the Most High. Because up to that time, Abraham was operating from a personal relationship and personal encounter like you. He was a random, independent, obedient child of God. But as he begins to want to walk with God, God now introduces a priest, the one you hate. A pastor. A prophet. An, an authority. The one you gossip. God anakuletea. Before Melchizedek comes, the king of Sodom comes. Sindio. So we are seeing that the life of Abraham is starting to get scale. Because now he's moving from just becoming an independent hearer, a self-accountability system, a self-calling system, to now he's able now to have a Melchizedek. A priest. You know, at first you are doing things from God out of personal choice. Get thee out of your house, you get out. Get tomorrow, I feel sad. Lot has left me. Lot did not love me. Oh God, and I encourage. Aki pasi, toka inje chungulia inje. Unona yo vumbiko Eastlands. Yo yote niyaku. God is dealing with you from a personal place. He has not made personal demands. He's just guiding you and trying to make you not to corrupt yourself. And that is why Abraham is consistently shafting himself. He's going into Egypt because up to that time, he's free to do those things. The fatherhood of God has not yet centered and settled in him. But now he gets a priest. He is coming from war. And as you walk and, and, and you get into spiritual warfare and you begin to fight for the things that God has set for you and you fight the five kings, that is Genesis chapter number 14, uh, 14 and 15. He fights the five kings in the Chadolomana. He fights and fights and then he meets this priest called Melchizedek. Uh -huh. Huh? Sindio? Yeah. He has fought Fought, 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 fought. And many of you after coming from this thing, you can easily become proud because you are seeing it is still working. But warfare is not the full expression of a relationship with God. It is a stage. Okay. Come on. And many of us never leave this season. 
Because this is a season where you begin to contend with your priests. Because on one side, you have victories that you have achieved. But on the other side, there is an accountability that is being introduced into your life. And God is checking whether you can discern the priesthood. I, God is checking. I, hello. And so in Genesis chapter 15, now he moves from Genesis chapter 15 now, after this story, God tells, Abraham tells uh, God, how can I be the father of many? Yet I have no child. And he says, lest my son Eliezer is the one who will inherit me. He becomes sensational and emotional about his childless state. But God says, I am your exceeding great reward. That comes after meeting a priest. It's an expression. He's saying, I am your exceeding great reward. But in chapter 17, he's telling him, for this spiritual experience called great reward to come into your life, he now introduces a word, covenant. Wow. wow. So now the story has gone higher. Now you are not coming to church because you are in good moods with the pastor and you love the preaching of the church. Or, or who's preaching today? It's that thin dude again. No, I'll come on Sunday. I hear prophets coming on Sunday. And whoo, la, 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 la. I think that guy has it. So he now gets to a place where God says, I'll make a covenant with you. A covenant is an irrevocable commitment. At this particular point, I am at a point whereby, you know, some of you, it will get to a place that when you are not here, we assume you are dead. Or you have had an accident and it is fatal and you have to be in a hospital. You're not picking meat in a hotel. You are now operating as a covenant child of God. Come on. Come on. Everybody wants this thing, but not everybody can journey up to that place. And that is why people are still in the arena of warfare. They are still fighting. Oh my God, every time I left this king, another king came. You have five kings to fight. So as you're still battling, oh, I need this, I need this. You should journey a bit further and come to this place where God says, I will now make a covenant between me and you. It started as a choice. Come on. But as he has brought himself to you and you start seeing facets and components of him, you get to a place now that you walk now into accountability systems. You are proud to say, I am sorry, we have a service. Why are we? This is Tuesday, I am sorry, I can't be there. We have a service. My pastor cannot call for a meeting and I am planning another meeting. I am very sorry. I can tell you where Pastor Mni will be next week on Thursday. I know where he will be. I know it's the first Thursday of the month. Even if you tell him right now, his father is sick, I know where he will be on Thursday. No excuses. Come on. I, uh... No, no, nothing. He, I know, I know. And even, even if he doesn't write it on a diary, he knows where he will be. Even if he forgets and remembers while he's going to Hilton Hotel, he knows where he, the car will reverse itself. Because now he's coming to a place of priesthood. God is introducing structure because God is after a nation, not after paying your bills. 
He's trying to create a way that people shall be identified as my people. So the only way I can create a people, when people look at them, they will say, those are God's people. I have to introduce a priest. He just doesn't want you to be Mr. Moneybags, TMT, Livondo. He's introducing that. So people, you see, and we are the only people who we are always afraid to tell people we have a service. I'm sorry. We feel like ukimwambia ukona service atonezo ni vitu ndogo sana. You are in charge. Because we have made men our source. So when men give us opportunity, we have made our love our source. Come on. Come on. Nabo, he moves it now and now tells him, if you don't pass that test of priests, he comes here and uses the word, I will multiply you exceedingly from the place of covenant. Come on. We are talking about aromas. We are talking about aromas. And that is why Abraham is identified as a friend of God because he allowed... And now at this point of covenant, verse number three says, no longer shall you be. Because you can't, you can't have made a covenant with God. No longer shall you be. Can God change your name? You are not half Christian, half high, half Dobi, half... No, no longer shall you be. Now you are starting a new order of life. You, have, you are starting to carry yourself that God can use you as a point of contact and a point of reference in terms of people identifying with the purposes of God. Uh-huh. I always ask people, whether you serve in the choir, whether you serve in the ashes, if people walk with you, do they become more godly or more fun-filled? If Smasher is still the same Smasher he was six years ago, I have failed. It shows that the aroma in my life has not provoked death in his life that he has seen I have to live the way Bishop lives if this is what God if I've not provoked that then I have failed he says now it is not about you it is about nations and that is why I want you to have the identification of covenant that in this covenant there will be a cutting that is coming into your life and that's why many people fear and that's why people cannot be great because people cannot afford to miss great things. You want to be in every good thing that is happening in this country. I want to go to the airport and see the, the president's wife arriving in Kenya. Oh my God. I've heard also there was a concert. Frasha Anamaliza Show Leo. His career ending career. Oh my God. And you look at your life. What is missing? Tangibility. That is why everybody who fits in your life 10 years ago still fits like today. Not because of anything, because even your experiences are the same. In, in, in our family, I'm the youngest, even amongst our friends. But I'm the leader. I, I'm the, my friends, Noah, Noah here is my big brother, Ayuko Hapa. Ago, Nani, these are my big brothers. But I'm the leader. Because something about my life shows that I, uh, even them, they tell you, what, if, you go, if you go ask Munir to contradict me, he may want to, but he will choose not to. Covenant. Covenant. 
Verse number 6 says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. See, mavitu hoehae, mavitu survival mode. Because of covenant, God raises the profile now of what comes out of you. That if somebody sits in your presence, even when, even when you had not seen all that, the fact that you uttered your wisdom, you become a mystery. You become a mystery that kings shall come out of you. You know, one thing happens here. If I love you, one thing will happen. If I love you, one, you'll be hated. Because people know that from now on, your battles have become my battles. And because your battles have become my battles, even where you start in life will be better than your peers. Because now it's not about you. It's about the father in you. And if that has not settled, and that is why we don't have kings in the body of Christ, because children don't want covenant, and covenant calls for circumcision. And so we kill the father because it is fathers who circumcise. So we kill the father because the circumcision was the sign of the covenant. Come on. And that is why we are wobbly, we are wishy-washy, we are this. If a whole religion can be led by one man called Papa, they preach the same sermon. Right now they are doing Lent. All of them. Hakuna mutuapa kona creativity. All, 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 all. I will make nations of you and kings shall come out of you. Verse 7 says, why? God has raised the profile. This transaction between me and you cannot just end with me and you. It must be national. It must be generational. It must be deeper than who we are. Because what I am committing to is everlasting. This is how I learned to be a person who keeps my word. If I tell you I'll stand with you, I'll stand with you. Because I knew the God that I serve, he says to God, to be God to you and the descendants after you. That is how we work. One season in our lives you are being mocked, the next season in our lives you are being celebrated. Because we have learned how to work with God from a place of covenant. That God can walk into my life anytime and take anything from my life and I'll not charge him with evil. Even me, if he wants to. And I'll not charge him with evil. If my stay is of no use to his purpose, I'll not charge him with evil. If I'm in somebody's life, that person must look like a king because that is what fathers want to bring out of people. That mind of think like a king. Kings are not desperados. Things are not motorbikes. Things are not, they're not drama. Kings are known by their royalty, stability, how they put themselves, how they arrange their lives. Until when people see you, they are shocked you came. You can't happy them into anything or sad them out of anything. Eh? But you can't have that without covenant. Comes to the last one. The last one of Abraham is in Genesis 22. Aromas. Because now God is going to take all these words, all this time, Abraham has been dealing with animals, something from the outside, something that he has acquired, something that he owns. Now in Genesis chapter 22, God is about to do something. And now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. 
You see, many of us have never known that love or a walk with God has many tests. Yeah? Take now your son, your son Isaac, whom you love. Now it becomes a love test. Before you would give things that you own. I can give a cow. I own it. I necessarily don't love it. Come on. Yeah. Eh? Yes. He raises the profile. And now he says, go to a land of Moriah and offer him there now as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. When we read Genesis chapter number 12, we said that God told him, I will show you. Now God has brought specifics and said, get to this place which Moriah is the place. There were other. He was at Moriah at some point. He has now journeyed back. But this time he's coming back with something that he loves. And God says, from here, I want you to go and offer what you love. Eh? You know, many of us forget. Many of us forget that we didn't have before God gave. We started having when God started giving. And now when God has started giving, we start thinking, now we have, God wants to take. Verse 3 says, am I boring you? No. Now here, he's saying that these things that we have been having internally, I want to see the symmetry of these things from start to finish. I want to see the symmetry if they have bred a love for me from you. He moves over to say, so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and he split the wood and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. And verse 4 says, Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Verse 4 says, And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad, I will go yonder and worship. When Abraham felt that God wanted something he loved, he didn't worship what he loved. Huh? Like us, we worship what we love. He turned what, he only called it worship because he loved him. Come on, somebody. It only became worship because now it was from the place of love. Mm. Come on, somebody. You know, the Bible calls love an intoxicant. Abraham had become so intoxicated with God that whatever God spoke to him about, he called it worship. God didn't tell him, go bring your son and worship. And this is the first time the word worship is used in the Bible. And it is used when somebody is told it has to deal with your love life. It has to deal with your love life, not song life, not dance life, not dress life. It has to deal with your love life. And now God now begins to say, I want your worship to spring from love. Come on. Come on. I hope I'm getting somewhere here. Yeah. And then he moves over to say, but Isaac, so Abraham took the wood the burnt, of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, and he took the fire on his hand and a knife, and two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, he said, here I am. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamp for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamp for a burnt offering. 
So the two of them went together. Verse 9. Hallelujah. Then they came to the place which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there. You see, if you look at the story of Abraham, at first God would appear to him. Yeah? God would appear and then he would build an altar. God would appear and then he would build an altar. But this time his love life has grown. Now he builds before he appears. If you look at his story, it says that Abraham was seated by the Mamreti and the Lord appeared unto him. It is always Abraham was operating from the point of after he has appeared, now I can build. After it has appeared, then I can build. But now when you are talking about love, you are building before it appears. And that is why the people who love you sometimes the most, they build you before the full appearance of what their building is. Ah, now Abraham starts building an altar there. He's placing the wood there. Everywhere he built before, God had appeared to him. When he went to, when he left Egypt, the Lord told him, come out of Egypt. Uh, when, don't go down to Egypt. He went down. God had spoken to him. He built for him an altar after God had spoken to him. But this time around, God told him, I'll show you. And God goes and watches him. And this time he builds. And he's building saying, God shall provide for him. But before God provides, I'll have built the altar. I'll not wait for the provision. I'll have built the altar. I'll have used my love. I'll have used my things to be building the altar. I'll not wait for the provision. You have asked for that. You have never asked for what I love. But because you have asked for what I love, I will now show you it is worship. I will start building the altar. I have no sacrifice. I have left the goats. I have left the cows. I have left everything else that I have owned. This time I am building. And the Bible says in verse number 10, as he was about, and Abraham stretched out his hands to strike the knife to slay his son. And verse 11, God, look at this. But the angel of the Lord said to him, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And as he said that, verse 10 says, do not lay hands on your son or the lad. Do not do anything, for I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And I think this is what the enemy has made us become. That we love God with a withholding sense. We do the things of God with a withholding sense. And that's why we are mockers. Many of you know you are not intending to stay. That's why it is very hard for you to fully commit. Everything you are doing from the place of I have withheld. How much of you have you withheld so that you don't lose in case you lose everything? Hello? If I am in your life, I am in your life. God is like that. If God is in your life, he is in your life. He does not withhold himself. Whether you are holy or unholy, he is in your life. You have not withheld your son. And because you have not withheld, verse 14, verse 13 says, and now a new picture of me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and there behind him was a ram caught in the icket. So Abraham went, took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And verse number 14, and Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide as it is this day. I want to tell you children of God that your provision is not in your labor. Your provision is in your love for God. I know it doesn't look like, and that is why when you see some of us get concerned how you treat the things of God, we know you are playing with your provision. 
Pastor Muni is where he is because God has provided for him because of his love for him. Everything that you see with my life comes because of my love for him. I have an opportunity to either go and be busy, go and do this. I can say, well, you know, today I can be resting. My legs are killing me. And it says the Lord will provide. Others will say the Lord has provided. It is after he built an altar of love. And that's why I'm saying in the world of mystery, you will discover the provision is always there. But it is only for those who are inside. What makes you an insider is love. What makes you God insider is love. How do I know you love? What are you withholding? What will you not withhold? What have you not withheld? As long as you are withholding things, you will always be an outsider. As long as you are withholding yourself, you will always be an outsider. But when you cease and refuse to withhold yourself, people may say it is dangerous, but you'd rather be dangerously intoxicated in expressing love to God than trying to secure things for yourself. The Lord will provide for himself. And that's why I say that an aroma, we want to close with this. An aroma is the strength of your love. It is not just your love. What gives an aroma is how strong, how strong that love is expressed. As long as it is shared, it's not love. As long as it can be equaled, it's not love. David said, I have exceeded, let me show you, the requirements that God has put for his house from my own house. I have used my own house to exceed requirements. It is us who have created a poor God because we think our work is our provider. But God has made systems that there is a mystery in provision and that mystery is love. The wisest man said, one of the mysteries amongst men is the way of a man and a woman. I remember I told these Amos and Josh guys, I told them, you know what guys, you want to tell me that when you are singing for women, you can be more prosperous than when you are singing for God. Really? At the people say, oh, you know, when you used to sing, you would be far. It's far. You know, there is fame, there is popularity, and there is power. There are many popular, powerless people. And the Babylonian system deceives people that when you are popular, you are powerful. But there are many popular, powerless people that I have seen. And you want to tell me that you can sing for a woman, and singing for women is more profitable than singing for God, unless God has changed. I said, unless God has changed. Unless God, and I know him, he can't change. He can't change. You can't give him and withheld love and he returns to you with the beggarly, weekly poverty in your life. It is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. And that is why many of us, our hearts are so filled with self-sustaining strategies and mechanisms because everything we are coming to God. And that's why every time we appear before God, we come to him from we have needs. And God is wondering, where did you get them from? Because if you walked with me, you'd be walking in the jire of me. 
you'd be walking in the provisions. When the time for things to come, because your heart is always built, it should be known you have come to God from the place of covenant. You are now just not loitering in the wilderness. You are in the house of Abimelech. You are now not loitering. Now you are structured. You are climbing mountains. You are coming up to God as a person who somebody can say, what day is it? I am sorry. I have something important I have to do. If people don't love you because of your zeal for God, then they've never loved you. Because if people can deceive you that they can love you better than God, try people again. Try people again. Jesus said this in the book of Luke chapter 10. We want to pray as we release the online church. He said... Luke 10.25, a great man came to him. Luke 10.25. And this is the question. A lawyer stood up and tested him saying, Teacher, just like God, test Abraham. He came and tested him and said, Teacher, what shall I do to, to have eternal life? Eternal life is not just breathing in and out. Eternal life is endless power, endless possibility, endless productivity. What can I do to have this life? I can't just be meandering. What can I do to have this stability? Jesus looking at him in verse 26 says, he said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. You said, do you love God with your heart? Yes, I do. With all your soul, do you love him with your soul? I think I do. You know, some of you are here because you are not invited at the invitation. Then he puts a very awkward word, all your strength. The day you discover that love needs strength, and that's why when weak people love you, they leave you worse. He puts the word strength. Because he knows at some point in your life there are things that you will be required to do that will be too hard for your heart, too hard for your head, too weighty for your soul. And so you will need strength to go beyond your mind, to go beyond your soul, and to go beyond your spirit so that you can love God. That is the secret. That is the secret. That is the secret. We celebrate great minds. But if they don't love God, they are nothing. And if you use the strength of love rather than the strength of the mind to measure people, you would not be easily deceived. Because nobody can love God and encourage you or discourage you to be out in the things of God. Impossible. At that point, between a child and a tithe, you know, we are still fighting about tithing. That's below. We, we are not told that Abraham gave a tithe because he loved Melchizedek. He gave a tithe because Melchizedek was greater. And that is why many of you are giving in the church is perceptual. If you perceive this pastor to be great, you do. You don't perceive this pastor to be great, you don't do. You have no heart connection. But when it comes to the child, what can you do for your child? Yeah. Hello. Are we together, church? 
if we can give God the strength of love, and that is why I have written here in my definition so that I don't come back here again. The strength of our love determines the sweetness of our aroma. God has a sense of smell. God has a sense of smell and that sense is aroused by strength. Aromas are attitude that beget actions of men that go against their own limits in expression of love, appreciation, or dedication to God. An aroma is an attitude that begets an action of you that causes you to go against your own limits in expression of your love, in appreciation, dedication, and dedication to God. The day you will begin to go against, the day you will begin to go against your own limits, you will know what it is to love. When a child is young and innocent, parents go out of their own limits to show that they love them. They run home, they come back, they do this, they do this, they do everything. When a child enters the era of the, era, the season of choice, a parent now begins to deal with that child consequentially. Did you do what I told you? Did you do what I told you? Did you do what I told you? Because the parent begins to read, you are now at a point I can express, I can, I can expect response of my love towards you. Come on, somebody. A season comes into the, the child's life and the child makes choices to become more devoted, more dedicated, and they begin to generate some resources. And the parent now can begin to say, my child has done this for me. And my child has done this for me. And my child has done this for me. It is not because my dad was so poor, I did this. for boys whom they don't even know what they will become it is just a love arousal in them Aye. but there are fathers who went above and beyond their limits one time my father came home I don't like vegetables if you've lived with me long enough I don't like vegetables and I remember that day my dad came and uh, he had served vegetables and me, I was sitting there and I said, My dad had it. My dad took all the cabbage that was there and he made me eat it because, you know, us, we've never, I don't know how to stay alone. I'm a baby. No, we lived with people. Years later, my dad came to tell me, The cabbage you are criticizing. We had been invited to, we went to talk to our friends somewhere. 
we were going to beg them for food because we had, I had lost my job. And when I was begging them for food, because they, they said, why don't you eat before you go? I said, I cannot eat. Siezi kula nyama hapa na watoto nyumbani wanakula mboga. Wacha nitoke nayo hapa, niende nikakule mboga nao. But because many of us have never known where fathers get things from. So when you see it, you always think that that boy can do better or other fathers can do better. But probably yours refused something. He said, that day, that, that food that you are refusing, I had to master courage, walk over to a friend and ask them if they can give me some food. Now that I am a father, now I know. Now I know that children will never know the weight it takes for them to have anything available to them. They will always compare it. Oh, the other father did this because to them, that is what they think the world is. That's why God said, I have to first make you a father. And if you want to raise kings Abraham, you have to teach them Jehovah Jireh. You have to bring them to a place where they can love me with all, with all. And if you read now from there, the book of Genesis to the book of Kings, you will discover the, th the kings who loved God prospered. The kings who forsook God ended up in more problems and in captivity in Jesus' name. Thank you very much for joining us online. We want to release you. We pray that you shall be here on Sunday. Prophet Nana has arrived in the country and he's coming with a word from the Lord. Had a conversation with him this morning and as he comes, we want to receive him as one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of, of Corinthians that if there is a prophet and is able to read the hearts of men, they shall be able to reveal what is hidden unto us. And so we have brought a sober, structured prophet and we want them to help you understand some of the things that are happening in your life. Am I talking to somebody here? As he comes with the word of the Lord and with the gift of prophecy to deal with the arena of mysteries. Come on. With the arena of mysteries. Because a mystery is a wonder of God. That is another name for a mystery. It is a mind of God, a wonder of God. They said we hear them speaking mysteries, the wonders of God. So when we are talking about a mystery, it is a vital, important truth that enables you to enjoy and live like a wonder. You live like a God in the land of the living. So we want to release you online. Church, the pay bill number is there, 200302. I would like you to go ahead and give. And tonight I want you to do a forensic audit that you cannot be at home on Sunday for any excuse and you are saying that I want to ascend the mountain of wonders. It is a wonder how a, a ram got up that high on a mountain. It is a wonder how a ram got stuck in a thicket. But when it comes to God providing for his children, there will be wonders in plenty for them. And that is why I want to encourage every one of you, wherever you're watching us from, make an effort to be with us in the morning service and in the evening service as we receive the servant of God, Prophet Nana, to come and bring this meeting to a close to the glory of God. So, Father, I bless your children and I release them with the blessing of the prophet, declaring upon them that they are blessed and it can't be otherwise in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. Let us meet on Sunday in Jesus' name.